Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, Donna, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Don't cry for me, Arkansas. Crescencio Somerville saves Major League Soccer with a stoppage time match winner that's bought Jesse Marsh more time and likely a few more pairs of really tight Jimmy Brennan pants. They'll be crying in Argentina, Craig, if Emmy Martinez can't wear the gloves in Qatar. Jesus. Is Gabby ever going to score a goal again, Charms? And hammer it into the record books, Bobby Smyrnionis has forged a dynasty in Hamilton. Jimmy isn't here, not because Forrest lost 5-0 at the Emirates. But if he wasn't in Ottawa for Sunday's CPL final, he still would have bailed on the show because he's a good dad. He'd find some excuse. But I'm here, and you're here. I'm Brendan Dunlop. Happy to have James Sharman here. And Craig Forrest. And I believe that's JC, the voice vendor. Hey, B, were you a bit late today just because you were working on your opening? Because that was that's that right. was top class. Also the longest opening ever. But basically, I start hot, and then you guys figure me out, and the rest of the show, I'm just surviving. It's basically like the charity tournaments we play in. Like, I look good off the start, right? I start up top. They're like, oh, the TV guy. He's probably he's playing a number nine of a... 2-1-2-1 formation in this charity tournament. Oh, he's going to be good. And then they figure me out very quickly. And I'm just trying to survive more like, the rest. like Tottenham, right? You, they start, usually start really badly. And then they figure it out at halftime. And then they play better. That's actually a very good description. Because you've said this before. That I need to enjoy my successes when I'm good on air. And likely I'll do something good. And then I'll be upset about something else. And I'll just storm out of the studio the way Antonio Conte stormed down the tunnel. After a stoppage time winner. Yep, you should just celebrate your successes when they happen. Because I mean, I I can speak from experience. Happens rarely. When they, when they do work, you just champion them. My successes when do you witness my successes? Because no, it's no, been a I'm, long time. I'm referring to myself in that regard. But uh, we're kind of similar in that way, you know. As we do the show with each other, uh, <laughs> whether backhanded compliments, are we losing Craig? Like, what what are you doing? A Lego project? What are you assembling there? No, I'm just uh, check soaking in the conversation. Checking a few things out. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad you're doing all your research uh, in the show here. I can't wait for the the factoids that you drop. I do hope that there's we go back to Hello well, Magazine. Yeah, and I'm just Craig by your riveting conversation. Is it a radio well, voice? Would you like to listen to me on, on Sports Talk Radio? Is that what you're saying? No, you should be doing like Hallmark commercials, Christmas commercials. <laughs> this is a voice for Christmas commercials. What 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 am I selling? Buy or something? Romance, insurance. Right? insurance. Oh, I'm selling <laughs> selling romance, buddy. Um, for some people, romance might be insurance. Um, but I think Sun Life. You could you could crush that. Mm-hmm. It's always sunnier with Sun Life, or it's always sunny under the sun. Sun Life Insurance. Try that. Are we? <laughs> it's always sunnier under the sun. Sun Life Insurance. Are we? Are we trolling JC the voice vendor who does this for a living by us pretending that we can do commercials? You didn't rate that very highly. As you did the come see come saw. Yeah, right, kinda, we, yeah. B, let's let's try this again. I'm, I'm going to okay. direct you if you don't mind. Okay. So what so what you straight. just did you you read it okay and and I appreciate that you got it right. You got all the words correctly and you pronounced it. You read it. You know what? I want you to just say it casually. I want you to speak to it as if you're talking to your good Feel friends, it. James Feel Sharman it. and Craig, whatever. Just, just be just the say ball. Be the ball. It. Yeah, be right, Craig. Be the ball. Say it with a smile on your face. His ball. What was no, the line again? Feed me the line, scriptwriter. It's always sunny under the sun. I think isn't that what it is? It's always sunny under the sun. Sun life. <clears throat> It's always sunnier under the sun. Sunlight. No, no, no. I'm going to cut you off there. You did a great job. It was wonderful. I liked that. You know, it was really good. B, I could feel it. But what you did there, again, you were, it, it, you, you weren't speaking. You weren't speaking mm. to us. I imagine you're words. speaking to, let's let's say you're speaking to, uh, let's say you're speaking to Carrie. Or you're speaking to. Uh, Carrie Ryan? Our, yeah, Carrie Ryan. Tell Carrie Ryan that it's always sunnier under the sun. And still then, carry some insurance. Life is she, needs, she needs insurance. Okay. <clears throat> Carrie, there's sunnier days away from the Amex. See what I did there? Because she's nice a Chelsea pivot. fan. Huh? Well done. Yeah? There we go. All right. That's, that's a wrap. Speak. That's we go. a wrap. His feet. <laughs> and now people You're are like, broke. is this a credit card commercial? I thought this was for insurance. I drive Elena crazy because there are some things I say with an American inflection that I can't like predict or control. Like I grew up with it being called insurance. Not insurance. Correct. So every now and then I will, it will slip out insurance and it drives who's, her insane. Who's insurance? <laughs> You'll notice this though with Americans, especially now at this time of year, because the majority of Americans say world cup. Instead of the U.S. are playing at the World Cup, they're well, in the it's World weekend. Cup. It's a weekend thing, isn't it? Weekend uh, it is weekend weekend. I I've say never... weekend. Well, it's like it's like weekend. dildo or dildo. Yeah, exactly. I, Craig, I, Craig, you I, know I what pronounce I mean. the, the, the dough, not the dill. Craig, oh, how do you say dildo? Whether it's the town or the <laughs> item, dildo, gonna... Connecticut, or wherever it is. I'm going to post on the no, footage from Nova Scotia, isn't it? Is it? Oh, it's Nova Scotia, is it? 
Well, there might be something in Newfoundland, a town in Newfoundland, because yeah, Newfoundland, old, Dildo Newfoundland, or something on the, like that. on the Footy Prime account that there's a. Uh, my wife is out there, and she took a, a picture walking down the one of the main streets, and there's a brewery called the Dildo Brewing Company. She thought, wow. "How do they come up with this one?" And I said, "Well, there was a, it was an airport, and there was three Canadians going through customs." I didn't know, Craig, that it was an actual town in Newfoundland. I think it's Newfoundland. We should Did you buy any sure. beers from there? Well, I wouldn't want to upset anybody from Dildo if it was from Nova New Brunswick Scotia, or somewhere what else. What are you called? If you're from or, Dildo, what are you, a Dildodian? Or Dildopudlian? Dildo? Well, you, know, you know who the mayor of Dildo is? Jimmy Kill. He is. That's yes, right. There's a is. whole bit, wasn't there, on his show? Yeah. They had a whole thing, and he's the, uh, like, I don't think he's technically, but he's like the unofficial mayor of Dildo. <laughs> he's not making decisions about the town. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, does anyone else not find passing it? bylaws and stuff? <laughs> does anyone else find it surprising? Uh, all of the, the pop culture references that go over Charmin's head, but one episode of Jimmy Kimmel involving <laughs> Dildo Newfoundland, you remember? You, well, you know, th- they're getting a football team, Dildo FC. You it know, would be Dildo United, Atletico, Dildo, Dildo City. <laughs> Look, let's see how many times we can speak about Atletico Ottawa without putting the H in the name. By the way, uh, but Atletico lose in the final at home. Um, the North Star Shield has never been won at a home ground. There's one neutral venue, but the away team has won the three times that it wasn't on Prince Edward Island, which I, I think is very interesting. But very, also very interesting. Well, rather interesting. The fact that Forge has won three of four of these and that they've never done it at Tim Hortons Field, which is very much uh, the fortress. How many fans would come one. out, do you think, if it's at Tim Hortons? What kind of a crowd would they see? It's pretty good today. It was just under 15,000 in Ottawa on Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, which for CPL is excellent. It is. For a final, so, though, with two teams from the same province within driving distance, I can understand why there wasn't more. Honestly, get, gas is a, like a buck seventy-five. I, I get it. If you were from Hamilton three months ago and it was a little cheaper and you would have jumped in the car and driven Ottawa but didn't for that reason, I get it. But I, I thought they could have filled that stand. Like, I was I was hoping to see that stand filled, I guess. Um, but, you know, you got to measure where things are. We're still coming out of a pandemic. This is a four-year-old league. Uh, for a lot of people, maybe in the nation's capital too, this was the introduction that this league and this team is here. Why is this Spanish team invested in our nation's capital? Um, but they had a hell of a season that uh, came up short because, Craig, they lost to a dynasty. There's no other way of putting it. That's what Bobby's built. Yeah, and they played an amazing game from start to finish. You know, their goals were great, and they defended really well. And, and, and Ottawa just didn't quite create enough you know they didn't look like they were going to really score and where was that goal was going to come from and that was really down to how forge played and set up and yeah i was a little bit surprised uh that ottawa didn't uh, offer up a little bit more but still i thought overall it was a good game really enjoyed it can we talk about bobby here a bit see i've known bobby for a number of years i like bobby a lot he is a proper football man right mm-hmm. he's very serious though he's great when he comes on our show um, but you see him on the sidelines and he's so focused. He's so serious. Even when they won the game, you know, 
He's shown nothing but respect for his opponents, going up to them all, shaking their hands. He is a good dude. I, I really, really hope that Bobby is that guy that, that when the door closes in the locker room, the switch is hit and he's naked and he's dancing and pouring beer down everyone's throats. I really hope that's what Bobby is um, because he's too serious. Let loose of it, Bobby. You're a freaking the greatest coach in CPL history. You're owning a dynasty right now. You're going to win more of these things. There's it's a great gonna... club. Let loose. I want to see this. There's going to be a statue of Bobby Smirniotis next to Danny McManus outside of Tim Hortons <laughs> Field in Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One day yeah. very soon. Give this I'm man sure. his... I'm celebrating in the dressing room naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll get uh, we'll get Ashton Morgan on the show again or one of the other Forge players and we'll be able to ask them what was Bobby really like after they won. I agree with you, though, that he, it seems as though he's always like aware of where the camera is, but not wanting to show too much emotion. But if you saw any of the behind-the-scenes footage, uh, and the CPL's been putting out some great stuff all season long, particularly in these big games, though, uh, you you saw it, I think, maybe in the camera shot, but definitely it was the it was down to the touchline. His reaction to the final whistle against Cavalry, that was like a final. There was a double fist pump. There was a couple censored fuck yeahs in there. He was, he was, he picked up um, David Edgar, I think. He is. He kind of like holds his fist though, like quite low though. It's not yes. in the air fist bump. It's like a low, like, fuck yeah, fuck. Like a- almost angry, That's angry it. happiness. One of those <laughs> like, guys. Like a, like one of the, what I call like a workout fist pump. When yeah, like exactly. On something in the gym, but you really, are, your deltoids are blown and you can't lift your shoulders. Like, I just benched 35 pounds. Fuck yeah. I think he would be different in the dressing room. I, I just think that. It comes down to what you talk about. I think he's just he, he shows respect to the opposition. I really do. He doesn't want to give it the old on his knees one in the corner. It's not just not him. Would Jimmy have done that? Had he had he won? David Edgar might. Result? Fucking David Edgar, he'd be sliding right. <laughs> he's David definitely Edgar a slider. Yeah. <laughs> the kid I, from Kitchener, Ontario. No. I do like Paul? the look. He's kept the he's kept the ponytail. He looks like he'd be John at Carlos Gonzalez in Spanish on the touchline there talking shit. <laughs> we'll see. In a in a few years, uh, I'm sure David Edgar will get his chance somewhere. Yeah. By the way, good broadcast, I, mean, I thought. We should give Jimmy credit, eh? Jimmy, our boy. Took him 94 minutes to mention us, but we'll take it. Um, well, it was only because of Jenkins, because Jenkins set him up for it and said, <laughs> oh, you've been talking a lot on podcasts and broadcasts. And then he had a little giggle after. Do you notice that? Because he realized he'd been set up for it. Well, or, or he just he's just thinking that we're listening to him hammer him, and he's yeah. I think he's reading the text messages because I think remember that time he went missing during the game. I thought his mic <laughs> is either busted or something. Well, he either took it off and put it down, or you know, I mean, he lifted it up, or or he was reading our text messages. And I think it was he was reading our text messages because we were bombarding him, weren't we? Yeah. I even set him up. He, I heard Jimmy. Uh, so Jenkins gave him a question, and no Jimmy. Can we can we play um, JC's voice message to him? We've got it here. <laughs> JC yeah. a nice voice message here. Is that what it? you were signaling, by the way, JC? I had no idea. You grabbed your microphone and you just shook it. In the- oh, I was just saying, like, because his microphone stopped working, and I was just pointing, like, hey, just like Jimmy, his mic doesn't work. Oh, classic, classic Jimmy. Here's what JC sent, sent Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Say fuck. I dare you. 
<laughs> I was waiting to hear if, you know, because, you know, Jimmy's not got his phone off because he never fucking, he doesn't even know how to turn it off. So there's something going on with his phone, even if he's got it buried in his bag. But if he pulled that out and he actually, if he had hit the play button on that, that would have been classic because that had come right across. See, but every player I've ever spoken to says they, they love playing for Jimmy, that they'd run through a wall. So do you think this is the... To, well, I don't know about run through a wall, but you, you love playing with them. <laughs> well, for him was my point. But is this the switch that we like the the equivalent of the Bobby switch where you said you know he's this this way in front of the cameras and in person, but in the in the locker room he's the just wilding out. He's the naked guy, and that yeah. as a coach he's collected and totally competent and on top of his phone and on top of everything. But with us, this is the side that we get. I'm not sure. The muse, almost right. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure about that. Well, I'm going to believe that that's what he's like in that. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. I like that idea. There's definitely, I think there's like, yeah, he's like that. He's like Sybil. He's got a bunch of different personalities. Because podcast Jimmy can't really be, you know, a fully functioning adult. Right. It's its own. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty close to what he is. (laughs) That's why I always thought the podcast really suited him. TV didn't because he didn't even want like... He just didn't want to look at the camera or didn't want to take a question if he didn't. <laughs> but it's so rare that you really see people on TV who are themselves, right? It's not often you get to see it, unfortunately. Yeah. It's but just Charms and I and everybody else. Hmm? We're the only, it's just me and you at the top of the table and everyone's fighting relegation. They wear their masks. Right. You know, their shrouds to hide the truth of who they really are. Not us. Mm. No. Take it or leave it. I think yeah. there was there was one time in my early TV days, uh, maybe Sharms was salty because I, I walked in right on time or Sharms felt I was late. And uh, I put on a, a voice, like well, that, you know, that, that TV voice that you can do from time to time. And <laughs> when the segment ended, Sharms said, yeah, don't do that. You don't need to do that. And I went, do what? He's like, that TV voice thing. Don't do that. You won't last long. Oh. oh. Hey, we've all done it, B. We've all done okay. it. I remember I my dad's got some old tapes of me, like literally tapes when I first started. I had this fucking awful delivery. It was like, it was just appallingly bad. So, hey, we've all been there. Is that because you're reading or like? The- yeah, exactly. Yeah, read, like reading news, you know, and you watch the old the, the CNN international guys. That's how they did it. So I kind of copied it. You wanted to be David Beckham played 15 minutes in a reserve game. As he recovers from injury. Right. 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 You, yeah. So you wanted to be like, my hero was James Sharman. Your hero was Pedro Pinto on CNN International? <laughs> no, it wasn't Pedro. It was, it was some English bloke. I forget his name. He's actually very good, but he just had a certain delivery. And no matter what the story was, like this wave, and then the wave descends. Wave descends. And, and, and no matter what it was, it could be a obituary. It could be uh, There's a little bit celebration. Like, uh, it's the same. Morecambe Wanderers won. Telford, yeah. no. Yeah, the old teleprint. Sheffield United, two. <laughs> Arsenal, one. Yeah. Luton. It's, that it's that, that guy would just have you mesmerized all the time. You're right. That video printer voice, it's what the newsreader has. And then even when it's sports, like, time for the sports update. Right. So uh, Leicester City have lost 1-0 to uh, Manchester City at home. Kevin De Bruyne scored a bloody worldie. Canadians are afraid of the Belgian. 
Yeah. Like what? That's not a news profile. What the hell is that? <laughs> by the hey, way, don't use the word bloody. By the way, you nailed that. Fucking worldy. Fucking what? <laughs> yeah, so we get over so we move on that the prem now? Because we could start with that one. If, Why if, don't we? You're if you're done with the CPL final and the dynasty that is Forge. Yeah. And sure. and the legend that was Nate Ingham in goal that uh, probably made that scoreline look better for Atletico than it did. Yeah, he made a couple of beauties. And winning, he, uh, he, how impressive it was that, to win without Alba. He closed that guy down so quickly, by the way, on that double save that that, you know, it made him favor to make the save, right? He felt it too, didn't he? Moved so quickly. And then the just stood up so quickly, make himself a wall. But yeah. And then they had that half chance where they're, uh, they could have scored down the other end, but it wasn't. Wasn't too difficult of save. Jordan, so anyway, Wilson, carry on. Jordan Wilson said post game, "How many teams come in and cruise in a final without their best player?" In reference to Becker, that's true, right? That the yeah. last last year they lined up in the final with probably the best midfield and they lost. And this year they didn't have their best player in Kyle Becker. And they played the the best team in the regular season, mm-hmm. and they looked uh, they looked pretty darn good. But this is what they do, right? They play finals they played knockout matches this was their 33rd knockout match in four seasons as an organization CONCACAF domestic playoffs the Canadian championship yeah they got to the final 16 in CONCACAF right 33 knockout matches for a it's team that's four years old yeah that's that's about you know that's as impressive as anything getting to the last 16 in the Champions League all the CONCACAF teams that's so when does uh, a bigger league start sniffing around Bobby? When does MLS start saying, hey, this guy could do a job for us? Well, if Nancy's going to pack up and leave Montreal, are they going to come knocking again? Because rumor was after Thierry Henry, they were knocking it for Bobby the first time. That's right. Before Nancy got the job. Hmm. At what point does he say, you know what? I've done a lot here. I think no one, no one would, would begrudge him. No, no, I don't think anyone would begrudge him. No. No. We'll no. see. We'll Whatever see. his decision is, I hope he actually has opportunities to turn people down if he wants to stay at Forge, you know what I mean? But there should be people knocking. It's uh they would be anywhere else. I mean, look at Brighton. They play really well and get a manager a move and then he goes back to Brighton and gets his ass kicked by the team that got him the move. <laughs> you kind of wonder, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah good did- point. Did Nuno Espirito Santo, did he damage bearded coaches' opportunities? <laughs> that's my concern. Yeah, that's a good shout. Mm. A good shout. Name one more. Name one other since since uh, Nuno. That has a good reputation? Beard. Yeah. Yeah, not not a big beard. I Like Ruben Amarim has the same beard as me. Mm-hmm. But like, like legit big beard. I mean, Bobby and Nuno were comparable, right? Yeah. Is there even, can you even name like a big, big bearded manager 11? I don't think you could. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you could. <laughs> Tell you what, Allison's getting a big beard in Gold for Liverpool. A, yeah. Not a big beard. You'd have to cut it down to unshaven. Let's see how many bearded managers that have escaped our minds that the listeners can remind us of. And you know what? We'll even say they don't even have to be current managers. Just when I say beard, Ooh. someone that's more than stubble, you think of. Are you going to say the guy from Palermo? Look, with the hat? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Oh, Wayne Rooney, of course. Yeah. Right. 
And also Roy Keane. Yeah, mm. Roy Keane. Did he, he had the beard when he was at Villa. I don't think he had the beard when he was actually at Sunderland. Did he not? I can't remember now. No, at, at Villa he did because it was coming in dirty gray and it just it made him look like an outdoorsman. It looked but he's failed, but he's failed with and without the beard, though. So the beard he's doesn't give him special well. powers. Special powers. Which um, maybe Bobby's but, does. But Bobby succeeded before the beard, right? The, the beard is a result of the pandemic. Yeah. He was, if you Google him, actually, the, the, the best pictures that come up, because they were taken professionally at the very beginning when they launched, <laughs> it's, this, it's this rounded-faced man with this little stubble, and this tiny little, what I call, York Region beard. What's it called a York region beard? It's just, it's just every man in York region of Bobby's age has that beard. <laughs> every man. It's true. <laughs> Look at Shorms. Yeah, he's Durham region, hey, though. I'm Durham. Is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Durham, well, kind of similar, man. though, actually. Durham's Durham, Durham. Durham. Most men Durham's in Durham region shade. have the same, same kind of thing. Yeah, Durham's but if you can you can tell his, uh, his chin's coming in a little thicker and uh, your mustache looking a little thinner there, Sharms. What's up with that? Yeah, I know. My, my stash comes in quite thin. That's what I would call the Durham region effect. Mm-hmm. No, your stash is not coming in thick. It's, it is yeah. thin. Is it? Sorry, is that what you said? No, 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 my, my stash is thinner than my beard. It's a radiation. It's like about cat. it's about a week behind nuclear power plant. It could be that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all the radiation poisoning. I'm all patchy yeah. now. I'm growing a tail. Yeah, I couldn't grow, get out there. I can't afford to lose another nut. <laughs> I can afford a kidney, but not a nut. Uh, whereas me, I shaved this morning actually, and this is my lot in life. This is where I'm at. <laughs> uh, all right, we can finally switch to the Premier League. That was a seven minute transition. That's like you getting shaved off the- where. My face. Oh. It was a joke, Craig. I've had a beard for like two weeks. I was going to say, well, you you can, you clean her up, eh? I clean it up. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've trimmed it. But actually, I, I realize I haven't shaved. I haven't shaved in the pandemic. I've not seen my chin since uh, my last central shift. Hmm. Oh, I just feel that fine shave. feels when it's hairy, it's hard. Uh, I don't like the feeling when it gets too long. Neck itches like freaking hell, too. I'd like to have a beard because I like to cover my fucking face. I mean, look at it. I would too if I were you. But God, I saw myself. I saw that self on the promo JC put out, and it was like with my shaven head because I accidentally went to a one. But fuck. I think, Craig, when you shave the head, there's an obligation to grow a beard. Right? Yeah, almost right. Otherwise, you look kind of serial killer ish. Yeah. Right. You need a, a little bit of stubble, not much. Just something. I think we just need to get we need to get you a new collection of hats because every time you make these appearances, it's like, oh, here's a Steph Labe and some Raptors fan. Because <laughs> you've just got that Raptors hat. That well, it's just on. yeah, it's part of the it's part of the uh, uniform, the footy prime uniform. Can we get Can a, a Raptors fan? A Raptors hat, yeah. This Raptors hat was actually. At the shot on your head, it was on my head, and Kawhi hit the shot. I thought because people like threw their hats onto the court, right? And maybe you were swiped it. <laughs> the, the the only picture you could see with uh, me in it because I was with Pesci Salido, eh? With Pesci, Paul, and uh. I can't find a picture where you can actually see Paul 
But you can find more. You can see me with the backboards covering his. Mm. <laughs> really? I have one of those. I sent them a picture. I was like, arrow. You know, you could like one of those. I put an arrow pointing at me, and then I was like, and you over like here. <laughs> I have the picture on my wall, actually downstairs in the basement. That picture. It's the it's the one from the from the gantry. So it's it's that down look. Yeah. So you can, you can see the guy from Dragon's Den sitting in the front row. And I'm pretty sure Fitzy's in that shot. Yeah, Fitzy's. Uh, yeah, or he might be blocked out because he was courtside. But there's a couple of he's blocked out because uh, he's under the hoop. Right. Okay. But there are so, some really good shots. Do obviously. you know who took that photo? My high school Photoshop uh, or photography class uh, instructor. No, no, no. My like classmate who turned out to be much more successful. Uh, in that field, Mark Blinch, uh, very talented bass player. He's worked for uh, the the Star and and uh, Globe and Mail, and very talented photographer. But he's the guy who caught that photo. Mark Blinch, look him up, cool dude. But who, but who does he play bass for? That's what I thought you were gonna say. Oh no, the, he well the Stones. The well, okay. So the bass playing part was when we were in bands together back in high school. What did you so, play in a band? I well, I was a a, a, a rapper slash singer, and I also played bass and guitar. So wow. different things. You should so sing you for like us, Frank Durst, or like more more. Um, well, uh, I, yeah, no, I was, I was, it was not like two thousand one, two thousand two was like the heyday of Jeff and bands, and then again in like two thousand seven. But wow. back so in like two thousand two thousand one. Like you were Machine Gun Durst. Kelly and Jack Harlow before Machine Gun Kelly and Jack Harlow. I didn't know who Jack Harlow was until last night on SNL, and I still oh, don't wow. quite. I don't. I don't quite get it. I'm like he's kind of just talking, but White he seems really love cool. Him. Yeah, but he's really tall, and like I kind of, I was like, wow, this guy's. I kind of, I, I kind of felt something for him in a special way. Mm. There yeah, was a so time he wants to come on the show, so just say. There was a time when Charmin felt something when we would talk about Liverpool on the show. And now he sends us down roads of distraction so we avoid talking about the lead fixture. Mm. Liverpool 1, Leeds 2, alarm bells and Anfield charms? They're on now, that's for damn sure. Mm. Fucking hell. Forget about that. How about Leeds? Come on. Yeah, let's talk about Leeds. Let's talk about Leeds. Down. Okay, if you really want to go down, uh, who, who scored the winning goal for Leeds? Oh freaking hell. Chris Christopherson, isn't it? We we talked about this. We talked about this today. It was already. in my opening. Crescencio Somerville. Yeah, Somerville. 21 <laughs> year old. Post match, Jesse Marsh is saying about how he's been working on his discipline and what it takes to be a professional footballer. So there's some some issues there apparently behind the scenes. But what a goal. What a moment for the youngster. And what a moment for Jesse Marsh. Who, and I know this post-match. Did you see this? All his players came up to him individually and gave him a huge hugs. And like they were genuine as well. I think this guy very much has the room. Right? No I question. really think that the team wants to succeed for him. Yeah, so, no question. But I, I think I they really did for Bielsa to well. too. I think they like Bielsa as well. And I think it, you know, that's a good coach. He's, he's connected to the players. He's no question. You know, I mean, they, they play old. good football, right? I mean, I know the record's really bad this year, but they play really exciting football. You see what he's trying to do there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his first win in, I think, eight games. 
But uh, good for Leeds. I really mean that. Yeah. Still dreadful performance by Liverpool again, who had chances and they were, you know, the Millier was very good in goal for Leeds, but you can't take anything away from them at all. I just think there's a uh, little portion. They look tired. And as I keep saying that they look slower than they were. The midfield's really, really porous. Um, they look like they a lot have of stories. Belief that they're going to win in that win the league. And they're just kind of like taking over. But the fact is like, they got to get in those top four unless they're going to yeah. win the champions league. You know what I mean? Like that's important to the club, but the mentality monsters is what they used to be called. Right. And you don't see any of that anymore. They used to be all over teams. They'd be the first to 50, 50 balls win all the challenges, just press, 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 and destroy teams. None of that is there right well, now. And how about the defensive-like stuff? Like how Gomez is – like what – What is that, he thinking? Like even looking. fucking hell, right across the goal. You got Allison. I, you know what? Back in the day, that would almost be – I would get almost blamed for that, like because you're not covering your goal. But it's like, no, you're, in the modern day, the goalkeeper is always making an angle out there for possession – and then you put it right across the face of the goal. Like, it was just... Anyway. Big issues. Got to invest. I know a lot of stories out there right now coming out tomorrow morning about the lack of investment by FSG. Easy to blame the owners, right? Because they're playing poorly. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't think you can really blame the owners. I mean, they haven't spent that much, but they've had a really strong squad. Maybe they should have spent more in midfield this, this summer. Who knows? But to start pointing fingers at ownership really is, is a bit much. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, you can point fingers at several performances that have been subpar that uh and they set their standards that's the thing you know you used to we put van dyke at the top of the world at that one point so he set his own standards and he's well below it so he's got to live up with that like live with it get better anyone having a go at the owners is, is ridiculous or just jealous of city and psg not envious because yeah. envious would imply some type of education and understanding well, well, I mean, it's funny. Up until now, they've been commended for their how they've conducted their Managed. business. Uh-huh. Yeah, they haven't spent you know hundreds of millions. Haven't needed to. Been very smart, cerebral management. And now it's oh no, you're cheap. Like Jesus Christ, doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, but they're not. You can't cheap. all be Man City. You can't all be PSG. Right? They you would have to have teams that are have to be self sustainable. And yeah, they should invest. And they need clearly that squad needs to be invested in now. So let's see them do it. But uh. There's injuries, there's been poor luck. There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's all this perfect storm that's created this this issue for this team. There were two A-list forwards available in the summer. Two top-of-the-line top of forwards. They got one of them. Erling Holland was the other one who was never going to Liverpool to begin with. They've yeah. spent money. They've increased their wage bill. They've kept yeah. Salah. They've gone against their you know old policies in order to do that. Because they they believe that Salah was the piece, and I still they got a huge new stand they're building, right? Which will bring in a lot of money. So yeah, there's it's just one of those years. It happens to teams sometimes, right? They've been operating like Craig said at a very high level for a number of years now, and this is the drop off, right? And maybe if there's any team that needs this break, maybe it's them. Mm -hmm. But look, now that we're operating in this land of a team can fire the manager and go and get someone that has a job that they really want. Is there anyone that uh, might seem more appealing, more attractive to FSG than the man who currently has a job? Is there anyone more appealing to Liverpool right now than Jurgen Klopp? See, maybe you can help me out when with their ownership of the, of the Red Sox, have they gone through managers there? 
frequently? Have they stuck with guys? No, they've gone. Business? They've gone through. They've gone through managers, uh, not rather quickly, but I would say more frequent than you'd su- suspect. Because when they don't win, there's a mm-hmm. manager, almost always a manager turnover. But then they also had inter- were interrupted by the cheating scandal that saw Alex Cora forced right. to leave his position. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Plus, so plus they've also the Red Sox. They always spent a shitload of money as well, right? Yeah. No, they, they're not. They're not going to let Klopp go. They shouldn't let Klopp go at this point. He's earned enough to to rebuild this squad. He's well aware what's going on. He doesn't dance around the issues. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be stunned. I mean, this is football. Maybe I shouldn't be stunned, but um, what if Mauricio Pochettino whispers in someone's ear on a speaking engagement in Boston? And he's speaking to MIT, <laughs> and he says, "Liverpool, I like Liverpool." And that would start this fire brigade to bring Poch to Anfield. No, well, he likes his players to do the same things that that Klopp does, right? High energy pressing, and Liverpool's players are all broken and tired right now. So even with Poch, they couldn't do that. They've got Napoli. Not change. It would be the stupidest thing ever. They've got Napoli on Tuesday, so. That'll be a high pressure reaction, regardless. It means nothing, Na- though, right? Napoli's been amazing. It means, but the game means nothing. It shouldn't. But if they lose three 0 it's going to make visiting Spurs on Sunday feel a lot worse. Yeah, that's true. And then they've got is, Derby is County. Is that Spurs? Is it? That's at yeah. That's in London. Okay. They don't need any points in the Champions Sunday. League at all, right? They can uh, they can still if they if they win by th- by more than three goals I think they can finish in first place. That's where they're at right now. Napoli have just bossed the the group stages. Yeah, yeah. In the Premier League, Liverpool are away to Tottenham next Sunday, and then they are home to Southampton on the last Saturday before the World Cup break, the twelfth. And then they're away to Villa on Boxing Day, so that'll be a nice three three points for them. <laughs> I'd be more concerned about those Premier League games. Even even if you do get beat in the Champions League, yeah, you're, for sure. You're, like you say, you know what I mean. Like you're through already, but try something different. Maybe try a couple of new guys, different players, younger guys. Do you think there are a people? And there's a whole legion of people on Twitter or in the football sphere that are like, "This Man City team is is overrated. They're just squeaking out wins now. The wheels <laughs> are falling off. One nil. <laughs> Jesus." Oh, only one world-class goal today? Oh, okay. Squad yeah. like that? What a waste. Underperforming. Thank well, God they enough. got De Bruyne. Otherwise, we'd be talking about how great Leicester were. What a goal that was, by the way. Something about coming off the inside of the post, right? It just looks better, sounds better. It does. What yeah. a free kick. Yeah. And Pep said afterwards that he's... The crossbar. He, he called out De Bruyne, didn't he, a little bit before before this match. Saying we, you know, he's still De Bruyne, but he hasn't quite been at his standards. Um, but he certainly was against Leicester. He was just brilliant. Just what's brilliant. Happened? What's happened to Pep? Have you seen his fashion? Like he, he looks like he's I, a, a, we talked about it last week. Um, I, but he's, he's looking worse. It's like he's going to Home P- Depot in the week. In the week is that P for Pete Pep on his on his jumper? I is a, I hope not. That doesn't sound like Pep to me. His own branding? Yeah, no. He had Chow jeans last week, maybe the same this week, and then the P hoodie this week, right? Yeah. No, he looks like his midlife crisis stopped buffering at 72%. Uh, he's got it going on, though, let's be fair. He carries it off. He needs his hey, baseball cap backwards. JC knows, man. Look at his fashion. Look at it. He's got a... 
what we'd call tank that. Top? That's called si- a tank sibling top. beater. Yeah, sibling, wife. Jesus, yeah. spouse beater. Sorry, spouse beater, wife beater. It's all loose because wife is. It was it. nineteen degrees today, and I live at the beach. I had to represent, and I'm not willing to take it off, even though it's four degrees now. So yes, maybe I am wearing a wife beater, but my wife could kick my ass, and she's only five <laughs> feet tall. So you know what? I'll I'll own it, just like Pep. Pep will own his like I'm wearing a sweater that you know uh, a, a cat could wear. But you know what? It is what it is. So give us a break, yeah. son. First of all, I love that in your mind, Pep Guardiola sounds like a friend of Randy Savage. <laughs> He's a fast talker, though, Pepe, when you can see him when he's talking to the lads. and he's Guys, guys. Yeah. He's a bit crazy, isn't he? He's got those crazy eyes, and he's, like, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy, there's old, there's old men watching who love their football who are just tutting and tutting. Oh, it's a game today. Look, look what he's wearing on the sidelines. Where's his suit? He should be wearing a suit and a tie. <laughs> Looks like a 14-year-old boy. No, you don't have to. You don't have to animate your voice. We know that you're on this show. <laughs> you know, I don't know what that was all about. I know we we discussed this attire last week, right? And I'm kind of torn. I'm you know my thoughts on on attire. B. I mean, you know my thoughts on wearing suits and do I prefer to wear suits or jeans? But there's got to be a, a something in between. And I think maybe he's gone a little bit too far on the sidelines, perhaps. Right. If that was like some guy in a shit team, he'd be criticized because it's Pep, and he's reinvented the way the game is played. Now he's reinventing the way. We're going to see Brendan Rogers wearing a hoodie on the sidelines next week. You watch. You yeah. just watch. Well, and tight jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Brendan Rogers, he left his missus, didn't he? And he, somebody he left did. with the, sec- the secretary. And all of a sudden, he was looking all sharp. Like, teeth I remember done. all of a sudden, yeah, he had his teeth done. All of a sudden, his skin looked better. And I was like, wonder what's going on with him. And I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he left the yeah. missus. It, who would look the worst? Who would look the worst in when when all the managers start trying to copy Pep's attire because they've all copied the way he plays football? Who would be the worst? Who would look worst in in the Pep skinny jeans? And <laughs> think about it in the league right now. Oh, oh Roy Hodgson right now. Roy, yeah, Roy Hodgson was still there. And those <laughs> pants and those trousers. Yeah, I don't think Steve Bruce would look very good no, in that either. He wouldn't be good in them, would he? Could you? I would love this though. Can we get someone please to Photoshop Mick McCarthy yeah. into the way Pep was dressed and just like oh the Midlands version? Because that might be what gets it to the jump the shark. There's always something, right? There's someone that tries some daring type of fashion. Mick McCarthy wouldn't wear tight pants though. I don't like yeah, yeah. tight jeans. They they squeeze me bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan. Sam Allardyce would look fucking great. Big Sam in, in, in pepper tie. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Skin tight. Oh. Oh. Oh, that would be fantastic. Like a candy apple, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would he'd try and pull it off, I think. You didn't name one current manager. Yeah. Well, who? Current well, manager. But, but you know what's funny? I've just realized this because I'm thinking about the current guys. Eddie Howe. Clark. He'd be fine. Fine. Um, Ish. Prior to his recent departure, Tuchel. All of these guys are track trackies and hats guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're the casual manager. Tuchel cool look like uh uh John Cleese, wouldn't he? Who would Ministry of well, Ministry of Funny Walks? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about yeah, Ralph Hassenhudel? 
We're in the pepper tire. Um, yeah, I could see that. He he does sometimes he wears like the flat brim hat, like what I call the mm. Max Verstappen hat, where he's like he's hand curving it. And that seems like he's borrowed his son's hat, like his teenage son's cap, because he walked out the door without one. Just it was in the car and he just wore it. David Moyes can couldn't do it. David, David Moyes, Moyes couldn't do it. No. No. Could Unai do it? Unai couldn't do it. Uh, oh, I think he could. I think he's tried. Yeah, I think he could. I think he has been there. He's definitely got skinny pants, skinny jeans. I don't think Unai Emery sure. has tried. Uh, uh, Unai is is a ver- suit and like dress shoes. I, I can't picture him in trainers, Unai. Not not on a match day. Oh, on a Sunday. On a Sunday when he's not playing, for sure. When he's like, you know, washing the car or something. <laughs> washing the car. He's definitely a tracky but, kind of guy. Well, I bet in the store those... Pep's attire probably would cost you a few grand. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, Pep's doing it. Yeah, I think Pep's getting a little, uh, little kickback, a little fashion model on the sideline. It could be. It could be someone mm. that's just like, you know who needs to change up their style and connect with a new generation so he can keep being relevant? As Jose Mourinho is doing music videos with Stormzy. <laughs> now, Pep. Stormzy this was at the Man U game, wasn't he? Not the Man U game, no. On, on Saturday, the Man City game, he was there in the stands. City Leicester, I, I think. I didn't see the ISO, no. Mm-hmm. Did you know who Stormzy was before he did that cameo with Jose? Because that's basically why he did it, was to connect with an older generation of football fans. Yeah, no, I've never heard of Stormzy before. Bruv. Really? What the fuck do you think? <laughs> no, I think you've never heard of Stormzy. How before. old do you think I am? You time and time again, you you do this to yourself. This isn't me. I did it once, once, and I forget who it was now. Who was it? And I wasn't the only person in this podcast who didn't know who the musician was. Yeah, but the other person's Craig. What's <laughs> your point? Craig's wearing a baseball I rem- cap. I couldn't remember what. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, that could be a theme that that's basically the the constant that you know jimmy's like what the fuck you guys are fucked oh no no what it was no it was the bloody uh the toronto slang that's what it was oh it was the slang yeah right that's because yeah. you don't speak to people you jump in your car and you drive from one office to the other office and you're in a mm-hmm. kitchen and you, you just put the oldies on the radio well clearly you're not one to use that verbiage yourself Toronto slang? Yeah. No, because I've been, I've been hanging one out. Of those, one of those phrases once in this podcast. You want me to open up and say, oh, it's just Dunny here with the Mandem doing the podcast? Like I'd that love would, you to. You think that would, would flow? Yep. Cut that into a promo and see if that increases our ratings. <laughs> uh, Manchester United get the job done. They look half the oh. Hey, Craig, at your expense. Fuck. God, all the chances West Ham get. Oh, my God. Are you guys so going to score a goal or what? Oh, seriously, it's like it's 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 getting ridiculous, fucking ridiculous. Nottingham Forest keeper Henderson makes his penalty save. They hit the post, hit the crossbar, lose one nil. Then they had the Chelsea debacle. Then they have Allison stand on his head. He saves a penalty as well. Don't get anything at Anfield. Brighton scored home two go two chances. Uh, Mendy at Chelsea, he gets the fucking, they get the VAR turned over, that VAR then to say that they made the mistake on when he was called a foul. Bullshit. 
De Gea stands on his friggin' head today. Yeah. Rashford scored the match-winning goal, but De Gea was the match winner. He got that right. Yeah. Fucking guy. But still, they had some really good chances that they they missed. Like they were all over them. Like really. I don't think De Gea's in Spain's World Cup team. Am I right? I don't think he's a part of it. Been, he's been really? in the mix. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because they've gone with a. Is it Simon? So it's interesting. We used, remember we used to do all those World Cup qualifiers. So we knew, like, remember when Iceland went to the Euros or whatever and they did really well? It was like, no surprise to us. Like, they, they were unbelievable. Then fell short World Cup that one time getting there because of Croatia in a playoff. But Simon's been the goalkeeper there for a while. Spain, but I believe he got yeah. hurt as knee recently. I think he was hurt. Could be wrong. Martinez, speaking of goalkeepers, getting hurt. He got clattered. Yeah, yeah he? he did. Yeah, and then played on. I mean, my God. I mean, <laughs> we we said it before on this show. I don't know how many times about the whole protocols in place, and they changed them, and still that happens. If you didn't There's see a- it, he got clattered by uh, by a knee. He went down for a few minutes, kept playing, and then went down again. And and that point was taken off. You know if a guy's concussed at that point. Don't trust the player. Yeah, it was Ming, Tyrone Mings's knee actually. So That's another right. reason for Villa fans to question uh, their commitment and uh, feelings towards Tyrone Mings. Um, I think for the most part the fans back him, but there's definitely he makes a few mistakes and Jared went after him and then people start to turn on Mings. I f- find it very unfair, but maybe those I should mm. preface that by saying, maybe those aren't Villa fans. Maybe those are people who think Mings is overrated. Those are not Villa fans. They're usually England supporters. Right. But it was Mings, um, but they're calling it onset delayed onset. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Is it was just running on adrenaline. Or they're referring to, sorry, they guess they're referring to the fact that they didn't react to it, that they let the play go. Yeah, you might have just... I, the medical staff. But the yeah. thing is, it has to be a neutral, somebody watching video and seeing that, who's a neutral doctor, Yeah, who says, sorry, we, we're pulling them off. There is enough of a, re- of a reaction there. Yeah that we think that uh, we should at least give him a full checkup that takes time. And if you want to be a, allow him to go back on again, although, I mean, I like at least they allowed the, the substitution to be a concussion substitution without losing a, a substitute. So there's not pressure that way, right? but um, there should be more done. I mean, I saw Chris Sutton tweeted something like he's, they think they they pretend they care about the players, but they really don't. And that's there's a little that's that's true too. It uh, will be interesting to see how long he's out for, and also to um, um, his relationship with um, Unai Emery, because Unai didn't give him the gloves at Arsenal, right? Yeah. So. You wonder if uh, Unai's taken over. Emmy's he's proved around. himself, though, don't you think? I think even yeah, Emery yeah. could walk in, in there and say, you know what? I should have probably given you a chance of 
whatever, maybe the circumstances or whatever at Arsenal weren't timing and whatever, but they let him go. So Phil ended up with them, and I thought he was, I always thought he was fantastic. I think he's one of the best shot stoppers in the league. Yeah. Admitting that that I'm I'm biased. He's he's probably not the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, but he's one of the best shot stoppers in yeah. Europe. He, he's up he there. Excellent. He doesn't, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. No, no. When he does, it's definitely and he's, a shot. And he makes saves that you know save you know win points. You know what I mean? So tell you who doesn't make a lot of mistakes at the moment this season. They've not made many. It's Newcastle, who looked amazing. Uh, I don't know if it was if I was saying it on the show, um, but I think Villa believe that you know they're supposed to be amongst the best of the rest. And that's why Gerard was such a big failure because that was their intention this season to be a top ten team and hopefully knocking on conference league places. They want to mm. be battling Newcastle for seventh. God, they're they're miles away. Newcastle look like they're ready that they're already there, but Villa's nowhere close right now. Armor on. <sighs> He has turned into a worldie. Like there's times I've watched him in the last couple seasons where I'm like, well, yeah, Newcastle, they're going to make some changes. I don't know, you know. Like, I mean, they always like his work ethic. Like he works really hard, but it just didn't seem to be, you know, if, if Newcastle were looking for top four, I didn't see him being a part of it at times. And now he's like, it's unbelievable. Like he's he looks like, everything's going right for them, isn't it? All these players with question marks on them, are just playing great. Callum Wilson's healthy. He's scoring. He's got two goals. He's yeah. got to be going to the World Cup if he stays healthy. You think so? Grimarej, as we know, is now being with Real Madrid and Barcelona, but he's in Newcastle, and now Newcastle can afford to keep these players. And if Real Madrid come knocking on the door, Newcastle can say, well, okay, we'll match those wages. We'll better them. Yeah. And that's when the money comes in handy, right? And you know what? They, they might well finish top four this year as well. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're looking as far as the informed teams in England. They're top four at the moment. I think it's fair to say. Amazing. And Eddie and Eddie Howe. He's also another one that uh, people had their doubts about. Mm-hmm. If Newcastle finished top four this season, they are ahead of schedule in their growth plan. Oh, yes, yeah, I'd say big time, big time. And that makes them a real player in the transfer market this oh. summer. Oh, Over, watch overnight. out! Overnight, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's going to really upset a lot of big teams. Yeah, They're already upset. It will. it will. But, I mean, we saw Man City and PSG you know, still pay a premium, as all English clubs do. Um, PSG is not English, obviously, but you know what I mean. So, Newcastle will have that. I think that they've we've seen that. Teams have thrown that premium on them already in conversations, and they've spent really smart. They've, they've spent so well. Like, Bruno Guimaraes is elite. And the fact that they were able to to land him by, at a minor premium, Kieran Trippier, even even Target, like the improvements that they made are so strategic and smart. They've not just gone out and splashed because they can. And even within the squad, like Joe Linton, as a guy mm-hmm. that's redefined himself one hundred percent under Eddie Howe, now he's a midfielder, and he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, he is a guy that failed as a striker, big money dropout. Right? Oh, here we go again. Not going to work out, and he's imperative to that team. Mm-hmm. The whole team, I mean, yeah, smart signings. Dan Burns doing the job there. Just everyone they brought in. They've been hits, 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 hits. Very few misses. And the players that were there before, before the money, have gone better. They're, oh, they've yeah. upped their level. Almiron being one of them, Joe Linton another. Yep. Callum Wilson even, I'd say. 
I, I feel like every time he, he scores goals, a goal, right? He always scores goals. He's, he's never stay healthy, and he's been hurt this year as well. But I mean, we keep saying he'll be in on the plane to the World Cup, but still, still over two weeks left. Yeah, <laughs> that's plenty of time to get hurt. You're right, though. You're right, though, about um, you know having the money to you know keep these players. Never going to have anybody come and snatch them now, right? If they can only build on that. I mean, really, it is. It's limitless. The money. Limitless. Well, that, I mean, this, this is the same group that offered Tiger Woods what seven, eight hundred million to go on the live tour. So, yeah, and they're not too concerned about. No, they're not connected. It's not the government, Craig. They're not connected to the. government. Oh yeah, that's this right. Is, that's right. This is the PIF, right? It's different. It's a fund, the investment fund. Yeah, yeah, that's the fund, the old fund. Yeah, not connected. Um, just to pivot here, being please yell at me if, if I'm <laughs> taking over the hosting duties here, but it, it fits. You say, mate, Newcastle can retain these players, right? And can pay them and ward off any interest from other suitors. Brighton, another yeah. team who are fantastic. I mean, they just destroyed Chelsea this weekend. And I know they haven't scored many goals under Deserby, but they played good football under him. And it all came to fruition. This is, to me, a team that if they can keep these guys together, they can be a real force in English football, but they're not going to because they can't retain these players. That said, their recruitment's so smart. They've got other guys coming through. Hopefully that can continue, but it's mm. a really good 11, right? And I can see this summer, teams just like with more money saying, yep, I'll have him, I'll have him, I'll have him. And that's a shame because they're fun to watch. I'd written yeah. that in my notes. Like when Trossard goes to United in January. Yeah. Who are they going to bring in to replace him, and why will he score twelve goals? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They've done really well with recruiting, but it's hard to it's hard to nail that and be successful with it time and time again, right? Because they lost. Let's be fair; they lost uh, a couple this summer as well. In key pieces, yep. but they've they they may look they may be better. They've. I, know. I mean, they lost Neil Mope. They lost Neil Mope. Well, they got Potter removed, and then he went back there and got his ass to wipe by the team that got on the move. Now this and guy's going to get a move next. He'll be, he'll be at Real Madrid next to like, <laughs> if They gave him shit. The fans didn't have it either. They were hammering him as well. Oh, I thought there might were, be some respect there, but there wasn't. They were pissed off. And I love his post-match comments, though. He goes, you know, the atmosphere was great. The fans really got behind their team, you know. And if, you know, they did, if, they did, if they did that more often, <laughs> then this oh. team could be a real force. <laughs> like, whoa. At a boy, Graham, little knife there. Like, where the fuck were you guys when I was there? What was the atmosphere? So, the, were the Brighton fans then, as a compliment, they'd be calling Deserby Voldemort? <laughs> Have they been? No, they, they, I'm saying that they they should as a compliment. Because at first, I thought the Chelsea fans would call Deserby Voldemort because they the have Potter. Looks? No, because oh, they have Potter. Oh, okay. Just the way it. he yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like John Joe Shelby. What are you talking about? John <laughs> <laughs> Joe Shelby does look like Voldemort, doesn't he? Potter got out pottered by his old team. There's mm-hmm. Craig said that, and there's no there's no other way to there's no other way to say it. Just mm-hmm. the one win in ten, one loss in ten. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mentioned it, it off the top, or we're babbling about Conte leaving, but uh, Bournemouth two, Tottenham three, uh, two. Kieran Moore goals had. Bournemouth in front, and I thought, <sighs> oh God, that's it. And then yeah. Spurs come back and win it. I'd actually, I'd not seen it live, but the first thing I saw was Conte seeing the goal and then storming up the tunnel like they just lost in a final mm-hmm. on penalties. He's pissed because he's not pissed. having it. His team can't yeah. play 90 minutes. No. It doesn't seem like with him, you're always worried he's going to leave. 
Like, yeah. Oh God, he's upset. It's like if you've ever put together like a good night out, and there's one popular person, you're like, oh, I really hope that it, they think it's fun and they can stay. Or I'm making mm-hmm. a sports team, and I've got one person that's way too good to be here, but you just hope that they don't get too irritated and quit. It's a bit like being, like being married to someone who's just way better than you are. Well, I can right? speak from we, experience. We, we've all been there. Everyone on this show has been there or are there <laughs> right now. And it's like, well, fuck, I, I, better, do, I better do my job here. Well, because yeah. yeah. what is she When doing? the words actually hurt, like they physically hurt. <laughs> just the words Lead alone. Like, well, just the way Conte is like, he just speaks, gonna, it would just hurt. It would be very. He's going to figure it out. Oh, I think you're talking about the misses. I think you're talking about Conte still. Okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah. There's so many better ones out there. So many better yeah. clubs for Conte yeah. to go to. Exactly the same. With Charm's misses, the same, the same thing. Yeah. yeah like, words, like, like, every night, like I, knives yeah. coming at me. Ah. Every night, I, I rub her back oh. and say, Are you doing okay? <laughs> Why are you that really little fine? gremlin from Harry Potter? Why are you Do- Dobby? Why? That's how <laughs> you massage Dobby. her back. Thomas Dobby w? is the gremlin from Harry Potter. Am I making another pop culture reference you don't get? No, no, I know he's he just, is. I was making he, a Thomas Dobby reference. Oh, okay. He's just trying to be Thomas all Dobby. submissive. You know who doesn't listen to this show? Thomas Dobby. He might do. I bet you he does not. Hey, Dobbs, if you're listening, send me a text when you hear this. Yeah. I've not uh, heard from him or text him uh, in a while. Maybe start of the year? Maybe whenever, around whenever maybe his birthday was? So, oh, really? Yeah. No, I speak to him quite regularly. Uh, well, we'll see if he says anything we'll about see. the pod. Yeah, bet bet he doesn't. I bet his dad does. Bet Steve does. Yeah, Steve does. So Steve. So if he does, it's because Steve told him. So yeah. then void. For those asking, who the hell is Thomas Dobby? Thomas Dobby used to produce the Footy Show, and now produces Tim and Friends. Good dude. Loves his Sheffield United. Loves it. Loves it's, it's very much the reason why Charmin and I have spoken about Sheffield United like they're a more relevant club. Over the last three decades, <laughs> so true. They had their one year. It's like that. The our effect on soccer fans of this generation. It's the same effect that Graham Leggett had on my generation, where I grew up thinking that the Scottish Premiership was tops. It was. It was the <laughs> uh, one Premier League game, the full Scottish highlights, and then Serie A. It's like, man, these. Can you believe AC Milan went and beat Celtic? I mean, Celtic's amazing. The Scottish league is the best. They get the longest highlight packs. Yeah. Power of media. Yeah. Control when you can control the narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think? Yeah. It's the medium, not the message. Canada's a good example. Say something if you <coughs> care about these matches. Fulham nil, Everton nil. <coughs> Crystal Palace won, Southampton nil. <coughs> Picturing Ralph dressed yeah. in Pep's clothing now from now on. Yeah. Good result for Palace, though. Wongers Brentford won. Wolves won. Great goals in that match. Apparently, I didn't see them, but I, I read something. You know what I was thinking, and uh, my friend Aaron Dutra put this in my head, and I can't unthink it now. They're going to lose Ruben Neves. You know who they should get, but I don't think he rolls in the same circles as uh, I think every Portuguese player is a is a George Mendes client, and I'm almost positive he is not. Steven Estacio. Oh, oh. Stefan Estacchio as Ruben Neves' replacement. At he's Wolves. playing Champions League football at Porto. He's going to triple his wages. Yeah, come on. He's, anybody at Porto wants to be in the Premier League. He's, oh, he's like, he's, no, no, I don't want that extra $10 million. 
He's no. go- yeah, he's going from let one me, of the big. Let me just told- stay right here at Benfica or Porto. Oh, no. You fucking mercenary, Forrest. Jesus, it doesn't mean it's all about the football. And no, I mean, look at, look at the Skamaka. I mean, all of these guys, like Holland, these guys are getting paid huge amounts. De Gea is on half a million dollars a week. Yeah, I don't think any Porto player has ever has ever done a quarter of a million. Maybe, no. maybe Pep. Maybe they've probably given Pep some property in the Algarve or in the north. That's that's how they keep players like that around. Yeah, but Estacio he would go from one of the biggest teams in Portugal to one of the biggest Portuguese teams in the world. Wolves. I think it's a good move. <laughs> Wolves, that's right. It's a good move. Yeah. Um, Speaking of great Canadians, Christine Sinclair won another title, along with Janine Becky and the uh, Canadian admin staff that is uh, head coach and manager Rain Wilkinson and general manager Karina LeBlanc and the Portland Thorns, winning another NWSL title. Congratulations to them on their 2-0 win over Desiree Scott's Casey Current. Great picture of uh, Sinky smoking that stogie. Yeah, Making the rounds. It's brilliant. As if we needed one more reason to absolutely love Christine Sinclair. Amazing I like that picture a lot. I like that picture a lot. Um, I knew we weren't going to have Jimmy, but I wanted to get to one CPL story that was not um, Forge winning another title. Again, if you're if you're just joining us in the middle of this podcast, third and four. <laughs> Charmin is pulling a, a Charmin is pulling a Craig Forrest here and slinking away to um, not to not talk about the Canadian Premier League story that I'm going to get to. What is it? He's in the closet now. What? What? I'll just talk about this with Craig. Um, I know you don't read my text messages. It's fine. Akeem Garcia, who was the top scorer at the Island Games and was a star on that team, um, Stephen Hart's HFX Wanderers that went to the final in Prince Edward Island. He's hung up the boots. He hasn't officially called it retirement, but he's he's leaving the team. He's likely yeah. the end. He's 25 years old. He's taking a local coaching job in Halifax. He's 25 years old. He, he Where, was, where's he from? Trinidad and Tobago. He's, he's got a few caps for them. So he obviously loves Halifax. He's sticking out there, right? I mean, we hear this a lot. Foreign players that come to Canada and, and absolutely love it here and, and see their life here long beyond football. But I just find it um, you know, su- surprising, but also unique to this league, I guess, and, and this setup now that you've got players younger and younger making these decisions about their future. And yeah, for Halifax, tripling, tripling his wages by taking a local coaching gig, most likely, yeah, <laughs> most likely. Yeah, it's tough, man. He's twenty. What are you twenty five? He's like, well, don't know if anybody's coming knocking anymore. And I like Halifax, but a lot of travel too. Everywhere they fly is a long way. Would be a lot of travel. Uh, yeah. Vancouver's um, going to be officially announced on Wednesday. Mark Noonan said that in the broadcast in the final that we'll be out there for the big unveiling. So I guess we'll get a crest and an official team name, which is rumored and I think most likely to be Vancouver FC, which I'm down with. I know from they're Langley, in- from Langley, BC, which is I think I believe 35 kilometers. Yeah, away. I know they're in the burbs, but let's be honest, it's burbs. We had Jesus. well, is it not is it, the interior? No. Is that not considered the Greater Vancouver area? Oh yeah. Okay, Lower Mainland. That's that's the equivalent it's, of the GTA, yeah, it's a, right? It's a, it's a long way out, though. Yeah, Rob I Friend mean, was. We had Rob Friend on the show, and he talked about 
names and you were throwing out all these things you thought were cool like what about fraser valley like what about let's go back to the history when uh no no we gotta be we gotta be a wary of history craig let's just go simple and global vancouver is pretty global i wondered if actually the whitecaps had any sort of rights like rights to just vancouver the name itself and professional soccer you know i but i guess not and i Maybe they wouldn't stand in their way with it anyway. Exciting I mean, to see another team, though. And uh, I, I do think that that market that, yes, has a Major League Soccer team, um, but there's space, and I think it's gr- great that they'll have a rivalry, instant rivalry with Pacific, and another team out west to push the Alberta sides. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Helps for their travel, too, and everybody out there. Our West Coast gives them another team. Calgary, Edmonton, hopefully, well, whatever happens to Edmonton long-term, we don't know. That's what I mean. Well, hopefully we'll get a full squad back. Uh, I don't think we did one show last week with everybody. Wong, are, uh, Wong is alive. He's, he says he's he's still shitty, but he's alive. On the mend, he's lost 17 pounds, he said? Yeah. Se- seven. Seven, okay. was it? Seven pounds? It's 17 would be worrying. Jesus. Mind you, you can afford to it, right? He could afford, he could afford it. it. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. not Not now. Maybe maybe. <laughs> Season one, footy prime season one, Wonger. But no, now he's taking really good care of himself. I think no, he good. is, but he could still afford to lose mm. seven pounds. And he was, yeah. I think he was looking to lose a few more. So it's pretty there good. There you thing. go. Yeah. But no, he's, uh, he's gone down hard, eh? Yeah. He got, he got, he got the, he actually got the flu. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I'm sure we'll hear all about it next week in great detail. Oh, yeah. Wonger's yeah. retro. He likes to go to the retro diseases like the flu and, you know, <laughs> the, the plague, the, like Spanish the flu, gonna... et cetera. Yeah. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the retro. It's a cool thing now to go yeah. back to just yeah. having the flu. Wonger would be that guy. Wonger would be that guy to tell girls at the bar, like, ah, I just recovered from polio. Oh my God, you poor <laughs> baby. Let me take no, 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 no. He would say, hey, I just recovered from polio. Very loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the whole he says no. Oh, all over his house. Polio, man. Actually, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll hear all about it. We can hear all about it right before one of us, you know, continues a great point that someone made to keep the show flowing, and then he'll yeah. jump in out of nowhere, probably. Yeah, Thanks, tissues all over his house. He You're said, welcome. "I was like, well, what well, else no- is new?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 What, what's with the extra $175 charge on the cable bill this month? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, we'll have a couple of uh, shows for you in the tank, and uh, we'll be back with, uh, we'll see what skeleton crew. Hopefully, Wonger's not a skeleton, and uh, J- Jimmy's back on Tuesday for our, our next recording. So uh, until then, I hope you enjoyed listening to our favorite giggling left back on the CPL broadcast of the final. And uh, listening to us here on Footy Prime. Oh, can I play? Can I play Dan Wong now? And of oh, yeah, course, where, where are you going to be watching? Where are you going to be Fubo. watching your matches? Yeah, FuboTV.com. Subscribe at FuboTV.com/slash Footy Prime. And if you fancy making any wagers on the Champions League mid- midweek, which is crazy because every week is a Champions League week, like I'm getting sick of this. It's match day six already. It was just my I birthday. Know. Oh, they're cramming. Oh, yeah, it's your birthday, wasn't it, last week? Yeah, it was for the tweets from the account. I Brendan Dunlop's 28th birthday. So I think everyone who's listening, Carrie Ryan, and, you know, I guess uh, that's <laughs> about it. 
Starkers <laughs> and, and Dougie Sims, yeah. Chrissy Rock. You know what? Boys? When you put it out there, You're not 48. Right? When it was put out there, uh, the the outpouring of "Oh my God, Brendan Dunlop's so damn sexy," it came out hard. Wow. Yeah, I saw a lot As of that. Did a lot of the people, but seriously, Brendan Dunlop is a handsome, lovely fella, and it's his birthday. It was his birthday. What two days ago? Twenty eighth birthday on the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth on the twenty eighth. So Just I call, think call me Champagne Poppy. It's a reference that Charmin does not get. That's a oh, good date. Fuck. That's a good place for a birthday. You know what I mean? Drake, oh, dickhead. You just Google that? I yeah. saw you Google it. <laughs> I can't type that quickly. Jeez. No, you probably could. Well, thanks for listening uh, for as long as it took you to get through this episode. Uh, keep on. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG.